Hey guys, thanks for coming back here to the Follow the Puck podcast. And today's podcast is actually brought to you by Play It Again Sports, located down in Mankato. And they support the Mankato East and West and the new Alm hockey programs. So stop in, get your hockey gear, apparel, whatever they have there, and thank them for supporting the local programs as well. It uh, means a lot in a small community. And in today's podcast, we actually catch up with the New Alm Boys head coach, Ryan Newman. And again, recorded pre-shutdown, but most of the stuff he talks about still pertains other than his schedule. And he talks about returning players, captains, youth program, off-season training, and what to watch for this upcoming season. So give a listen. And as always, if you know of anybody else we should reach out to, send us a DM on Twitter and we'll do our best to track them down. Thanks. Appreciate you reaching um, out. Yeah. We get forgot about sometimes. <laughs> well, and, and that's kind of what prompted it. I was talking to a coach off the record out Western Minnesota and he says everybody everybody covers the metro schools and nobody really picks up on the outspace stuff. So that's kind of why we thought, hey, let's, let's give them a room and check in. So. No, pretty much the only time I get a call from somebody else if we qualify for state. Other than that, there's not a whole lot going on. <laughs> that's a shame because there's a lot of good hockey out out that way and you know those kids work just as hard as everybody else so yeah they do and we're i feel as if we're building a pretty good program right now i'm pretty happy with that so okay the direction with where where we've been the last you know six you know made six tournaments in 10 years there and then now even what our youth youth team's doing now it's it's pretty exciting stuff so are, are you having a leadership program, or do you kind of let the other coaches lead it, or how do you have that set up? Um, for, for our youth? Yeah. Well, I am the hockey development coordinator, part of our HOC. Okay. And I'm pretty much, I mean, our HOC director, Mike Peterson, is he used to be the old high school coach. My, my first year that I was the uh, JV coach and assistant varsity, uh, Mike was on staff. That was his last year, and I coached both his boys and the youth. Um, he's our director, and I mean him pretty much had had most of it. Then my coaching staff's involved pretty heavily on the hockey development side of things. We have a whole different committee for the hockey development than than what we do. Um, you know, my Bantam coaches are there, uh, our coaching coordinator, and then all of us together just kind of doing what we can to build a pretty good foundation here. So how many youth teams do you have from squirt level on up? Uh, last year we had uh, three three squirt teams, three peewee teams, and two bantams. And then we had a uh, our biggest mite number. Uh, we had 137 mites and, and mini mites. So wow. our numbers are are continuing to grow, which is awesome. And, and 50 is. of that's girls in that 8U level, I guess you could say. So about got about 90 boys. And both okay. girls. So our girls, our girls program is growing as well, which is good for them as well. So, and, and that seems to kind of be the trend around around the outstate as the girls program seems to be picking up. So that's a good sign. Well, just on the youth side, I, I run pretty much. I run uh, my high school staff. We run skills night every every all season, uh, every Monday night. My whole staff does it, and then we have all the youth coaches on the ice with us, and we do station work. So we have all the squirts together. <laughs> and all the peewees together, and then the bottoms, and then we throw the 12U girls with the peewees and the 10U girls with the squirts. So we got about 50 kids on the ice and run our stations and, and coach our coaches and coach the players. So we're all pretty 
pretty deep there in the youth program. My oldest is going to be a Bantam, and then I have two bites, so so obviously I'm pretty pretty in deep anyway. Yes, you are. So that's in addition to the to their regular practices. You do that. Um, just on Monday nights we do that. Then if they need something on any other night, I I help with like my son was on PUA's last few years. I I I was helping his team, and then I hop on the ice with the mites as well when I can, or I send the high school guys out. Um, you know if we if we have practice till five thirty and the mites are right after us, um, guys take off their top stuff and I send them out to the ice with the with the mites as well. Uh, okay. Them, the, kids, the kids love it, and you get that. You build that whole community, small community. All the kids want look look up to those guys. So I preach that big time. Yeah, and, and those those boys, I hope I hope they understand because those little kids think think the world of those varsity players. It's it's really fun to see. Oh, I tell them all the time. They look at you guys like you're in the NHL. You may not think it, and you may think I'm joking, but that's the way these little kids look at you guys. Yes, they do. That's so true. So back to your varsity team, what uh what status is that for returning and what are your expectations going into next season? You know, we got some pretty high expectations this year. We got I mean we lost Glavin Shugo, which was obviously he was a four year starter, you know, player for us that led our team in scoring the last two years and um but other than that we got some spots that we can fill in. Um, you know, we lost a couple defensemen and a couple of, you know, forwards that just kind of accepted their roles and, and did good jobs at what they did. Uh, we were a consistent team last year, but I think we'll, we're going to be a deeper, uh, more defensive team too. Um, and, and we lost our top defenseman last year, was out the whole year, uh, towards ACL, Caden Strong, towards ACL, the first football game. Uh, so he was out the whole season. He would have been our best defenseman. Uh, so he's coming back. And so we actually have five defense, six six or seven D that played some varsity last year back uh, with a good core of four of them back. And then we have a, a saw or a incoming sophomore, Jack Albrecht that uh, wanted to move up to high school. And I, I made him stay down in the Bantams and it, it worked out well for them with their Bantam team going to the state tournament and he, him being a leader of that team. So uh, we're going to be pretty solid on the back end. And we have two senior goalies that split time last year uh, that were very excited. They compete well with each other and, you know, going into playoffs last year was a really hard decision to go with Kyle uh, over Joey because they both had good years. It was just felt as if Kyle was, you know, had a little better end of the season. And then so we got good competition there. And then, I mean, we're going to lean on Braxton Hoffman probably heavily. He's a junior. He's been playing since his freshman year. Uh, he's a big, strong kid. Uh, he was second in the team in scoring last year. He had, I think, 30 points his freshman year. And so uh, he's you know, he's looking at doing some things after high school as well with hockey. He's got some folks talking to him a little bit, which is good to see. Uh, so we're excited about that. And then, you know, we just got a bunch of guys that are going to fill in with him nicely. And, again, some of them sophomores from the Bantam team that went to the state tournament, see what those guys can plug in and do. Is that kind of your philosophy always when, when you got a kid that could maybe play a little bit of varsity? You, you tell them to stay, you know, stay down until the following year? Is that – case-by-case? Case well, it's kind of case-by-case. Case. I guess it, it depends on... I, I'm a strong component if, and my coaching staff is, if, if we have a kid, he wants to move up, we're... I mean, and we can't tell somebody in the summer before the season that they're going to fall in that top top four role of a defenseman or a, a top six forwards, but that's kind of my end goal is if, if you're going to move up, 
you're going to play varsity. So you you got to be ready to go. Um, otherwise, you're going to go down state and stay with your Bantam team and, and, and be a leader there because, you know, you're only as good as your best player on your team. And if they stay down and they grill that leadership, that's only going to make them better once they come up there next year. So it, it's been case by case. Braxton moved up as a freshman uh, for me, but there um, he stepped into that role. And he was, you know, I knew going into it, meeting with his parents, uh, that he was going to fall in that top six role for us and, and be either our top center or our second line center. And, and that's where he was. So, um, it was there. And then Josh Golden, another kid that, that's a junior this year that moved up his freshman year to as a defenseman, uh, filled right in and, and played a lot of minutes his freshman year. So it, it's all case by case. So it, it all depends on what we have. Like this year, we, we don't really have any bounds that, that I think that would be ready. And we have, so many guys returning there's just not a spot for them and between jv and varsity where my numbers are right now we we could potentially if everybody goes out that played last year and moves up from bounds we'll have 44 guys out so wow i can't say we got a ton of room for for kids so yeah well it's a, it's a good problem to have though when you get down to that many numbers and you got to look at start looking at who you are you taking up on that roster and who's staying down yeah, so I yeah, I think it's 15, 15 Bantams, you know, move up this year and only graduated seven. Oh my. So, so that's that's a nice little nice little jump there for us and but the hard thing is getting those guys the playing time on the JV, especially your your sophomores that might be bubble varsity guys that you want to get as many minutes. Obviously you guys are doing something down there with all the success the youth is having and big numbers that's fun to see yeah it is it's it's very exciting and and even our pv team was was ranked in the top 20 uh most of the year and they cracked they were right around the crack of the top 10 for a little while they beat sartell uh our peewees played in district five which is a benefit for us a little bit because uh, not many teams in district four carry an a team oh so so we kind of run that, and actually next year going into it, we have our youth teams. We were approved. Our youth teams are going to play in D six, our our A level teams. Oh wow! So, so any, D, where any, does that bring them then? What teams are in D six? Uh your Edina's, Eden Prairies, Chaska, Burnsville. <laughs> I so, love it. Well, for the long term health of the program, that's fantastic. Well, and that's what you know when we meet when talk about it at the hockey development group, it's. I'm not here to win district four at a youth level and win the, win that championship and, and see what they can do. I want to see what these guys can do. I'd rather go 500 and, and play a good competition and, and, and get these kids experience good high end hockey. And, and, and it benefits, obviously the Adina, they have their double A team. So then we're playing your single A team. So, um, you know, it's changed with youth, youth hockey switching to the double A single A program as well. Uh, so it gives us that luxury to do that. So it's any team from District 4 that's going to have an A-level team at Peewees and Bantams or, and even Squirts, um, you know, you can go in and play that. And, you know, it's probably looking like us and Marshall might be the only two out of District 4 that will play A-level. Yeah. Wow. Well, that, that's, that's good because you, you know as well as I do, the competition every year just racks up a little bit for the more prepared that they can be at a younger level. Yeah, yeah, and we a lot of our guys participate in in HP stuff. Uh, I I've coached the HP 14 team for the last five years, 
So get as many kids out for that, obviously, as I can. And then I, last year they started the prospects. They have the Tier 1 league in, in the fall, and now they have a Tier 2, and they call it prospects. Uh, District 4 runs a prospect team, and I coach that as well. Um, so like my son my son was on it last year, and then so his group. And then I think there's there's 10 kids. It just came out this week, and of 10 kid, or 11 kids that were signed up, I think eight of them are Nuam kids. Okay. So so we're, we're doing what we can to get kids playing. You know, juggling between multi-sports that they do, and this year is obviously different uh, with COVID, um, with baseball schedules being what they are, but you know, with football in question. So, parents are looking to sign their kids up for anything they can. Yeah, they are. You know, kids are obviously busy this, you know, in this day and age. But with all the with all the access to screens and technology. It's it's almost refreshing as a parent to keep the kids busy and off those things. Oh yeah. That lockdown was trying as a parent. I'm sure, you know, you got three boys between Fortnite and everything else and they yeah. can't do anything. So you're letting them do it. My rule was you got to shoot so many pucks in the backyard before you can log on and play something. So yeah, exactly. You got, you got to put those parameters in place for them or they'll just veg away. Have you, uh, yeah, our schedule's fully completed. Uh, I mean, obviously, if everything's a go and we have a full season, uh, which I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we kind of similar schedule that we've had in the past where, you know, we have 16 of our 25 games are within the conference, which isn't typically ideal, I guess. I would rather see that conference schedule get reduced down a little bit so I can place more section teams and some more teams from, you know, South Metro and, and, and strengthen our schedule a little bit more uh, from that side of it. But uh, it is what it is there. You know, our non-conference schedule, we go back up to Fergus Falls again uh, for a holiday tournament. We went back there last year. We used to go there my first year as the assistant. I'm going into my sixth year or so as the, as the head coach. Um, but seven years ago, we went to Fergus Falls then with the, the teams. Uh, we stopped going, um, and then I went back up there again last year, and we play Fergus, West Fargo, and, and Detroit Lakes up there. Uh, so we get some different competition up that way. And then, um, you know, we only get Litchfield Hutch once, which are the section, big section games. And then Mountain West Tonka, Southwest Christian, um, Albert Lee is on our schedule. And I added Mankato West as well. Again, we finally got that approved because 12 years ago there was a big fight, and they, we weren't allowed to play each other between school districts, so. <laughs> I was talking to, actually talking to Curtis on Mankato the other day, and I was asking him about uh, Mankato East versus West, and he was saying, well, it's not like the good old days where we used to have to have a police escort out of town. But <laughs> Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, I, I played, I, I grew up and played in New Ulm and, and played for the high school team, and, and that rivalry, and, and it's funny how the rivalry has changed so much since when I was in high school, and even my coaching staff, uh, both my assistants, uh, played for New Alm as well. Uh, they're younger than me quite a bit. They're 10 years younger than me, both of them. But they, uh, you know, even like them, they're going into their, their third year here. And you, you're trying to talk them up, like, we're going to play Laverne and Marshall. And and these teams are like, what, what is the big deal? I, we don't get it. Like, And it's just like that's where the rivalry is, which and it used to be when I was a kid, we played – Litchfield twice, the East and West twice, uh, played in a com- completely different schedule. So, so that that's been a little different for us and an adjustment there.
Yeah, I bet it has. And it's there's nothing like a good rivalry game, you know. Whether hopefully it doesn't bring the wrong wrong uh, atmosphere out, but it's to get up for that game. That's that's something those kids won't ever see again after high school usually. So. Yeah, and I would say now, I mean, between us and Hutch, Hutch has probably became our biggest section rival the last couple of years because it's been either we knock them out of the playoffs or they knock us out of the playoffs. Last year was the first year as I was the head coach um, that it didn't fall that way pretty much. Uh, so me and Matt obviously have a very good relationship, but very you know competitive against each other there that it's came down to that uh, multiple years. We beat them last year, you know, the – not this past season, but the year before in the section final came, and then they knocked us out in in, in quarterfinals. Uh, so it's been kind of kind of a juggernaut there. And then obviously with Laverne, um, when when they had their really good teams too, uh, that rivalry was huge. Actually, that was almost like a Mankato West New Alm rivalry there. You know, the fans <laughs> fans didn't particularly get along the best either. And then. Uh, you know, the players, and, yeah, it was pretty pretty good good rivalry that was set up there with Laverne, and it, it, I would like to see them get back to, to that again. It would be nice. Hopefully they do. Well, what have you seen in there? Have you watched any of their youth games or their youth programs back on track, or is it kind of a down cycle for them or what? You know, they, ha- they have a good group, of, a decent group of peewees, um, but they're just so spread out and they just don't have the numbers where – you know, we're, we're, they're relying on seven kids where I, you know, our B, our, even our PUB team went to the regional tournament this year and, and was good. So I got like a good group. I have 20 kids moving up that are, you know, good from that PUB group, you know, excluding possibly the C players where they're, they're just picking their six, six top kids and they ride them a couple of top kids really heavy. Um, but outside of that, there's not a whole lot and their numbers aren't real good, which is kind of sad. Yeah, because you're right. For many years, they used to be they used to be the team to beat out of that section, and that's that's not fun to see. No, and that's I mean, Derek. When Derek was there, and, and nothing against Phil, Phil kind of stepped in there, and Phil's done a uh, I think a tremendous job coming in and and kind of doing what he could to pick up the pieces uh, in between Derek and him. But uh, uh-huh. Derek Brown did a lot when he was there, obviously for Laverne. Um, with what he did with Minnesota hockey and, and just in general. So it's it's kind of what you put into your program, you're going to get back at the high school level. And that's why I'm a firm believer that, you know, high school staff needs to be fully in, in, engulfed in that youth program with a fine line where we don't burn ourselves out. That's the key right there. you got to find that balance in life and life and work and sports and family. And it's not easy to do it. So. No. And we are skating. We got the ice back on, so Sunday was our our first practice. So we're skating three nights a week right now uh, for two oh, hours are, a night. Okay. So, yeah. So we're getting we we'll get about twenty. Uh, we've crammed in about twenty four hours of ice here uh, before the no contact period ends. So we're not you doing guys have scrimmages. You guys have two sheets of ice down there, don't you? We do. We just have the one on right now in the summer. Um, yeah. Typically, we have fairs and, and different things like that, but again, with COVID changing everything, we actually have the the big the Olympic sheets on, and that's where we primarily play anyway. So, sure. Well, so who are your captains coming back for next year? Do you not go to captain? Uh, captains will be uh, Braxton Hoffman, who's a junior, and then uh, two senior defensemen, Caden Strong, and then Jacob Bird, are, are our captains. So. 
It's interesting because some some coaches elect to not not go the captain route and just rely on a, a team basis, and some you know take that approach. You guys have earned this, and you know do good with it. So it's fun to yeah, see. Yeah, I kind of changed that because then they're more apt to do things together in the off season, and I kind of put it on the captain. Say you know you guys get together, start a chain, go to open hockey when you can. Um, you go go play soccer, go play football. I don't care. Just get together as a team and, and do something. And especially this summer with with things the way that they were with lockdowns and once stuff kind of freed up and in our school rule, I couldn't do anything in June with the players. Um, so I just kind of put it on my captains and just said, hey, you know, you guys are allowed to get together outside and and, and do some things. And they went over to Sleepy Eye. We still have the rink over in Sleepy Eye that we use, and, and they did dry land over there. Uh, there's no ice, but they went and shot. You know, they just a group of ten would go, and and Caden Strong is actually works over there, so he's got a key, so they get in there and and shoot and stick handle, and so they were kind of ready for a little bit uh, for Sunday when we started Sunday night, and yeah, it's it's exciting. It was just the, the smile on their faces, besides being home dressers, as they all call themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and, and just to get back into the rink, it's a little bit of normalcy to an otherwise chaotic world right now yeah so we're adjusting to the best that we can there and hopefully like i said everything calms down and i'm looking forward to a very very good season and you know i'm assuming it's going to be the usual foes us us lich and hutch and then i think marshall will probably be sliding in kind of right in behind us there and and windham is going to be a better team than what they have been in the past i think in the section so i think it'll be kind of kind of fun fun season for everybody in section 3a hopefully we're i mean amongst us coaches it's we all root for each other tremendously whoever makes it to the state tournament so we're just rooting for that win because everybody's got us knocked down as the worst worst section in the states and and just trying to build that up better and and get that reputation and that's our biggest goal in walms is we've made the state tournament now six times out of ten years but we still haven't won that game uh the last time we went we we had that overtime loss to Delano in the consolation brackets and so we were there so so yeah, that, looking to get over that hump that's for sure <laughs> yeah section three it does need to get rid of that moniker of being you know going down to the state just along for the road that's not really a not really the case because those kids do put in the work and it just hasn't panned out you know for the least, so. yeah, it's kind of the luck of the draw when you get up there it's you know, who, who you're going to play. And, you know, we played Montemitae the last couple of years. And, you know, that, the last time we went, they were one of the top teams. And, and then they ended up getting beat in the second round. They, they got upset there by, by Greenway. And, but, uh, you know, it's just kind of luck of the draw. And, you know, who you match up with and how you can match up against them is, is going to be huge once you get so up what, there. What year did you play for New Alm? What years were you there? As a player, I graduated. I graduated in 2000. In 2000, okay. So, w- what, what was the biggest change you noticed from the time you were playing till getting back into coaching? Is it was it hockey is hockey and things kind of just roll along, or was there a noticeable difference between the playing days and the coaching days? Well, I didn't give myself a whole lot of gap in between. I started coaching when I was 20 and haven't really stopped. Okay. Um, I took I took a little bit of time off. Um, so I, I think I'm going in about my 20th year. I, I was our Bantam coach 
for a while, been a coach for a while. Um, and, and when I wasn't a head coach, I was, I was coaching just out at the rink, helping out with whatever I could. Uh, so I've been pretty deep in there, but I mean, the biggest change in players, obviously I, I would say the skill level is the, the skill and the speed is, is completely different from when I played. Uh, the game has changed so much there and you see it at all ranks where, yeah, it, there gets a little bit of physicalness, but you know, uh, the game is you're relying on skill because the big hit, you, you could end up in a penalty box for five minutes. So, and you know, I would tell my guys, you, the fans may love when you lay, lay a big hit, but you take yourself out of the play and the puck's still there and they go the other way with it. So there's, I mean, the biggest thing is just the overall skill. And I, I, I joke with my, my 13 year old all the time. I tell him he's got better hands than I ever have, you know, and it's things that he does obviously differently training wise and what I did as a youth player, but uh, just, just the overall skill is, is pretty crazy of these kids nowadays. And I agree with that. And the one thing that really sticks out to me is, you know, as, as a parent, just the amount of hockey that is played in, you know, all season long. Now, I mean, you know, back 20, 30 years ago, you just you'd play hockey and then you'd go into baseball and then you'd take the summer and work and then you'd go into football. Well, now these kids are doing, you know, shooting pucks a couple times a night and you can definitely tell when, when they get on the ice that that's what they've been doing. Yeah, and it's, it, it makes a huge difference in these kids. And, and I tell, you know, we, we tell our kids, we want our kids playing multiple sports and, and juggling that. But, you know, and the biggest thing is I tell them, you know, your passion may be hockey, but do something else to build that camaraderie with your buddies and other people that you maybe don't play hockey with and and just get that experience. And, and the more busy these kids are, the less trouble they're going to get in. It's, you know, we don't run into that a ton, but it, they're high schoolers and, and the busier they are, if they're bored, that's when bad things can happen. So if they're busy doing things, that's, that's what we're looking for from a coaching staff. Keep yourself busy. Keep yourself active. Uh, pick, pick the right crowds to hang out with. And typically, if you hang out with other athletes, you're, you're probably going to stay out of trouble. That is so true. It's As a parent, it's so, so important to your kids associate with. And I would have never been never been thinking about it as, you know, until you have your own kids. Yep, that's that's a big thing, and and we're big. I preach family big time. Obviously, my family's very involved. My boys are at the rink constantly around the team. Uh, my wife helps out as much as she can with whatever she can to keep my stress level down. Um, you know, and so it's we just kind of all buy in. So it's and my nephews have played both my nephews coach in the youth program now. Uh, Brock Kraus was a, a goalie that played in the state tournament a few years ago for New Alm. Uh, he's our head Bantam coach. His brother, Baylor, was a defenseman that played for me, um, played played for the Steel a year after. Uh, he comes in back and helps out. So it's kind of a little family thing that we got going. And that's what it's all about. And that's what makes Minnesota hockey unique, I think, is the family buys in and you make weekends out of the tournaments and the games. And little kids get teamed up to go watch the older brothers play. It's, it's fun. Yes, it is. It's it's exciting stuff, that's for sure. Right. Awesome, Ryan. Well, I'll let you get on to baseball and appreciate the time and best of luck next season and for fingers crossed it's a full season and things go well for you and you all and see you down at the X. That'd be fun to see. All right. Well, thank you. And if you need anything else, let me know. I will do that, sir. Have a good evening. Yes, you too. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye.